Closet Conversations. We are within the closet. We are talking family, community, and uh, individuals. This evening, we're going to be focusing on money. And uh, this is not money you have earned, but inheritance. I mean, it's very tricky to talk about inheritance because it's it's a subject that uh, has death encompassed in it. Uh, it's got money encompassed in it, family. And it becomes very, very uncomfortable to have open conversations around inheritance, uh, even after uh, you know your beloved one has um, passed on then it, it even becomes worse because there's tensions within the family because of inheritance well i'm hoping that you'll join in on the conversation as uh, we welcome our guest uh, matzeleng mohodi who is a life and executive coach and the founder of i get it now matzeleng thank you very much for joining us good evening Good evening, Patricia. How are you? I'm strong. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're talking about uh, inheritance. Ooh, you know, it, it's a difficult topic. It's I a very, very difficult mm. topic. And my, my, my first question is, are people even thinking of, well, I'm talking about those who are alive right now, who've got dependents, who've got children, are they thinking of leaving an inheritance? Or are people just living for the moment? Sadly, um, we're seeing a lot of people living for the moment. However, you know, you, you meet people that keep on saying, I need to plan, you know, I need to plan for my death. Uh, I haven't done it. Uh, I need to do it. It's beginning of the year. And it, it's those kinds of things that we know are so important, but people never really uh, plan for those things and really put them on paper. There's a very small percentage of people that actually uh, plan for their deaths. And, you know, I think I've said it before, it's very funny because one of the most certain things is that we are all going to die. And therefore, we know it's going to happen. So what do we do for that eventuality? What do we plan up front before it happens? So when when it comes to planning for your death, then that's where we talk inheritance, right? Um, is it safe to talk to your beneficiaries around it? Because like many say, uh, inheritance can either be highly divisive or liberating. It depends on the knowledge that you have. Mm. <laughs> a very tough one. Um, so in terms of, of letting people know, I think the person that is drawing their, their will of doing their financial planning will have their reasons why they will need to tell somebody or not tell someone. Uh, as an example, let's say a parent has children, but among those children, there are those that are quite irresponsible and maybe some are responsible. So if you tell a child that is irresponsible that uh, on your death, on your passing, 
they would receive this or that or that. Um, it's good to share information, but it might be very impact, negatively impactful on them because we have seen, I need to know, I mean, uh, we've seen lots of stories of people that literally depend on someone passing so that they can receive the money. So you don't want to create that expectation, with, especially with the children, where they now know that, ah, no, when when she goes or when he goes, uh, this is what I'm going to get. So in that sense, then that pushes the the parent. I'll talk about parents now. That pushes the parents to plan in such a way that if both parents are alive, then the other parent would be like a trustee. So so in that sense, it requires them to have a maybe a family trust. So the, the surviving spouse would then look after the children. But then if both parents pass away, then the children or somebody else um, that the parents could appoint whilst they're still alive could be a trustee that can help manage those finances for, for, the, for the children. Okay, so... It's a it's a catch twenty two to tell or not to tell. <laughs> Your yeah. answer was very long, but I'm I'm grasping that it's not an easy conversation. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and dissect that one. You are listening to Patricia Dooley on SAFM. Well, we're still in conversation with Matzeleng Mukhodi around uh, inheritance, uh, amafa. Uh, you know, some other people get to inherit property, not money. Others, it's large sums of money. But either way, it, it needs some sort of um, some sort of education. You know, imagine just getting a windfall of millions of rand that you never knew existed while you've been living in poverty uh, all your life, and then all of a sudden you inherit such big amounts of money. Won't that change you? Won't that be divisive for you? Or maybe you're a wise person. It will liberate you. That's the conversation we are having. Matzeleng, earlier I was asking about to tell or not to tell, and you said you need to gauge uh, your beneficiaries, right? Um, but how do we prepare them without really outlining to say you get so much or you get this property? How do we educate beneficiaries so that when the time does come they are not they are not gripped by greed and envy okay so so part of educating uh, the beneficiaries is to kind of have a let's say parents um you you know your children you have a formal meeting with the children to say, let us talk about this. We have two cars, we have two properties, and should we die, this is what we think should happen. So those are the conversations that each family must have so that it's not a shock um, because that will also help with managing expectations um, because we've seen where children know that they've got five taxes in the family, they've got a big house, and the expectation is that there will always be money. 
but there is a lot that goes in um, when when somebody passes away. So my belief is to have a proper uh, information session with the family so that they start to, you know, you plant the seed long before the death happens. You plant the seed that um, it is possible that the parents can die and what do they think should happen. And then the parent would then educate and give information to their, to their, people, to their children. Mm. Now, okay, the world is now out. We are now talking who gets what and who doesn't get what. And they, let's say you and I are siblings, you know. So they say Madeleine gets uh, the mansion and uh, Patricia gets Umkuku. And then they say Madeleine gets the business and Patricia does not get the business. How do we manage that? Because this is done in public, Anish. Well, Mangiti public in the presence of other family members who are within the will by a lawyer. Yeah, you, you're very right. And and that is why we see people fight. And they say, hey, you forged the the will. Are you mama left this for me or, or, or that? So um, it happens a lot. Um, and, and I believe that some parents do that because either they've given a lot to this one child and then the other one didn't get, or one is showing responsibility and they believe that if they leave most things to that person, they will look after the others. Um, so I, I think it goes back again to you know communication within the family to discuss such things long before they happen because it is a bigger problem when the parents are gone mm. and um, the, the beneficiaries fight over uh, the, 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 the inheritance. So, and that will create a, a division between the, the siblings. So it is important that the, some form of communication, maybe not figures, of okay, I'll leave you fifty thousand or hundred thousand, whatever the amount, but just to have a conversation and rather have people get angry whilst you're still alive, and then be able to discuss and deal with things whilst you're still alive. And then we also have the challenge of in-laws, oh, um, in-laws who feel they own. Uh, their brother or their sister's properties and they then will fight tooth and nail to ensure that the children or the spouse that is remaining does not get a thing. How do we handle those? The good thing is that we've got laws that help us to just know that um, if things happen this way, if people were married, then the spouse qualifies for half of that estate. Um, so even though there will be those fights, uh, once more, and we see it a lot, especially where in-laws are, are, are concerned, uh, because the usual assumption is that the surviving spouse has something to do with the death of their child. So it brings that animosity. And even when there's no suspicion, or blame, but they still feel that this was our child and we we own this. 
So if the child, before they, before they are passing, because they don't know when they will pass, so it's those kinds of conversations that should prevail in most families that now I'm married, I have a wife or I have a husband, and uh, this is what I would like to see happening. And maybe not even just through a will, but through somebody else that is trusted. And I also believe that it's important to speak to somebody uh, from the in-laws who, who would then probably back you up when when things go wrong because then that person would know that no these were this person's wishes hmm. but but it's a big problem with in-law so once more you mentioned that the very important weight education i think we it's so important that um we have to educate ourselves educate our families so that we can spare the fights and the conflict now, traditionally, right, in the African tradition, it seems when inheritance is uh, divided, it's amongst the, the male children, if I'm getting it correct, and the eldest being the one who gets the biggest bulk, female children are not really considered much in inheritance because they, they, they are deemed to not be bearers of the last name of the family clan. Does this yeah. also not create some sort of rift and you know, unnecessary patriarchal oppression within a family? Absolutely. It's what has led to this patriarchal society that we live in today when females continue to have to fight for things that rightfully belong to them. So uh, it goes back again to communication and understanding the laws of the country for females to be able to fight and stand up for themselves um, amongst their families. Because even if, um, you know, people get overpowered uh, by their male siblings, there are laws that can help them. And then in these days and many other ways where a female who feels um, compromised would approach uh, different platforms to be able to get the help. Um, but it is happening. It was quite common in the past, but we are seeing it. We are seeing women standing up for themselves and knowing that they too deserve to own part of the of the inheritance because it is rightfully theirs. I mean, we see it, um, that it's happening. So it's, it's education, education, education. Here's a message from a team, uh, a cat who's in uh, PMB. Cat says, hi, Patricia. I've planned and saved for leaving a legacy to my beneficiaries from decades ago. Unfortunately, with the cost of living skyrocketing over time, I find myself seriously considering maybe having to erode it just to meet my humble needs as I get older. It's very distressing and undermines the whole well-meaning intention. Sure, cat. Uh, the, the very, very unfortunate situation we find ourselves in as South Africans, right? Uh, there's many people like cat who are now thinking of, you know, uh, uh, dipping their fingers into the cookie jar because it's tough to live. Hmm. So, Matsuleng, what advice can you give a person like Kat who has, for decades, you know, saved and uh, made sure that 
they leave an inheritance. However, now times are so tough, they need to get into those inheritance. Mm. So, yeah, it's just that, like, um, she's saying that it's it's now, and she she's having to tap into that. Um, so it brings us to financial planning. So when you involve a financial planner and somebody who's an expert in that, then they will be able to take you through, you know, the different scenarios like this specific one where things would get so tough that you start tapping into what you've been saving for retirement, for for your children, for leaving it to for, uh, to your children. So it, it's it's quite critical to see a financial planner because then they would look at you know risk planning and estate planning, business planning, you know, and also look at investments and and retirement plans because one of the most important things is that whilst you're still young and working. Um, there are savings that you have, uh, and some of those savings are going towards maintaining your lifestyle uh, when you reach a certain age, so that you still continue to to have the financial um, uh, uh, necessities to carry you in your old age. So it, it really requires that. Um, you know where you can tap into and where you know it's a no-no. But we know things are tough. Yeah, times are really tough uh, for for everyone. Uh, But well done, Kat, for for being disciplined for decades. That just shows that... uh, no matter how tough things are, discipline does pay off. Let me go to a voice note. Good evening, hey, teamers. Uh, some people feel like uh, inheritance is like a lottery. So it might be misused sometimes. And we have seen people, they inherit, then uh, five years down the line, three years or, th- or even less, three years down the line, nothing is left. I don't know if there's any way that we can educate uh, our children to look after this inheritance. Or maybe it's because some of them they didn't even work for it is that the case you will never know if they will look after your money once you're gone yeah but as others say they say this is like a a lottery it's like winning a lottery (laughs) Ah, it sounds like uh, people who are good at blowing it um Hmm. I, I I met a lady like that once, I personally met her. Her mom left her a huge inheritance and she was not a very responsible young woman. And she bought a lot of weaves, did a lot of tats and yeah, just like that. Yes. So yeah, how do we how do we educate young people? So uh, I think a, a show like there was a show that shows people that have won lotteries and that have had millions, a few hundreds of thousands in their hands, losing it all. It goes back to um, education. And, you know, um, the caller mentioned something important about, you know, when you haven't worked for it. It's as simple as when you receive something that you don't really deserve or you haven't really worked hard for, it is easy to lose that. 
And when I say deserve, I don't mean that when your parents leave something, uh, then you don't deserve it. I mean it in a sense that you are responsible and you'll be able to look after it. And you are being trusted enough uh, to look after it. So one of the best ways for, for parents is to have a trust and a trust that can determine when and how um, the money can be can be used as opposed to just leaving things uh, to the children with, without them really understanding the value of money and the fact that money does get finished and they might not have anything. Um, there's a, I mean, there's quite a lot of people, but I'll just make an example of a family that got an inheritance and because I, I don't know what, what happened with the executor that they ended up giving out uh, all the money to, to the children. But then they were not able to finish rounding up their estate because there are estate duty monies that have to be paid and executor fees that have to be paid. So when you leave money to the children, it's important to educate them of what is required so that they don't end up owing. So now they receive the money, they finish the money, um, now they have to sell properties to pay for the debts, to pay for SH duties because uh, the receiver is there to uh, waiting for its money. So we don't know how um, that happened because the executor was not supposed to have released the money because they have to round up their state first. So it's all those conversations that must happen within a family so that they don't tell everything um, without understanding that they might need the money to finish the paperwork and the administration of, of their state. Yeah, this message from Kat says, the importance of a will should be taught in school. Too many people pass away interstate and everything is lost to the government. I think uh, financial literacy should include, you know, um, wills and and uh, talking about trust so our young people don't end up uh, growing and making the same mistakes we did. Let's go to the lines. I've got Aitiman Dutuko. Good evening. Hi, how are you guys? Good, thanks. What's your comment or question? Uh, I understand that every parent has got a responsibility to talk to the children, leave whatever money they want to leave to whoever they want to leave it with. But now my concern is, uh, if you decide to give a chamber 50,000 and then a chamber gets 10,000, man that gets 150,000 because he is more responsible than the rest. Don't you think that will cause some animosity between the children? And then you'll find that those who got a little bit of money will start to hate the ones who got more. Or maybe he wanted the car, you gave him the business. Don't you think it's going to cause a conflict? And then you'll find that those who got more start dying mysteriously. Uh, I think there is that element if we have to do things like that. That's why I think most parents are hesitant to have these discussions 
before they die. So it's better if people just get the shock of their lives that when the parent dies, they're getting this and this and this, and then it's difficult for the, for the one who is uh, uh, angry to act out quickly. Mm, I hear you. I hear you, Ndutugo. Uh, thank you very much for calling in. Thank you very much. Matileng, you. uh, you've heard Ndutugo's comment, and I understand what he's saying. We sometimes, through the way we allocate our inheritance, can create sibling rivalry and animosity amongst our children. I agree, Ndutugo, because... Um, when you have children, especially um, it, it, like either way, if if the, the children are on good terms, they relate well, they support each other, and you 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 leave money uh, unequal shares of money, then you are creating conflict. And if children are already fighting and there's tension, and you leave unequal shares of money, either way. It, it creates animosity and those children might not reconcile. So um, I think that is why a lot of parents would just leave everything to their children um, and they will leave to the spouse, of course. Um, they will leave part to the spouse if they're married in of property. So the spouse would get their share. And then whatever they leave to, to the children, they would they would live equal, you know, for them to share equally. So we don't see it that common um, where they, you know, they've separated and said, when are you getting a thousand, when are you getting hundred and whatever. But those things do happen. Um, and it's because we don't have wills uh, uh, that really specify that. So if we are well educated on wills, um, it would really take away a lot of that because conversation would be held uh, with families where maybe somebody would know, okay, I won't get this much. I'll be getting 10% of their, stay, of their inheritance. So it goes back to just uh, discussing, and, and I think it forces families to to really love one another and start talking to one another and start discussing these difficult uh uh, topics well, within the family. We'll continue this conversation straight after this break. Join in on 0614-104-107. You are listening to Late Night Conversations on the Station of the Year. Yes, uh, Station of the Year indeed. We are talking inheritance and uh, our guest is Matileng Mohodi in this closet conversation. Matileng, we've got a voice note. Let's quickly go to it. I think there's an important distinction that the current commentator is missing in terms of this kind of debate. Are you talking about adult children or are you talking about children? Because certain adults cannot handle money. Other adults can. Any responsible adult of sane mind bequeathing an estate to an adult child whose behavior clearly indicates that they will not manage their inheritance responsibly has every right to unequally bequeath their assets and their money amongst their children. Hmm. All right, uh, please do respond, Matsileng. 
Okay, um, it was a bit unclear, um, but I hear that, I mean, it's talking about to differentiate between adult children and mm-hmm. young children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so with adult children, it's easy to have a discussion because um, a family can sit down with adult children that can understand. And that's why um, if there, there's a conflict, that conflict can be resolved or dealt with while the parents are still alive. And then for young children, um, it, it is, it's very important because they are young and they don't really understand it. They may not have a say because they don't understand about assets and all of that. So that that is why it's important to have something like a trust because then a trust will protect the assets for the for the young children because they do not have a say. And hence then we appoint a a trustee or trustees that can look after the interests of those young children until a certain age where they can now handle things themselves. But adult children can 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 be engaged in a conversation um, where they discuss with parents, and all parents know their children. They know uh, which which of the kids are are responsible, which are, are naughty, which are irresponsible, and therefore they would need to ensure that they address those things and talk about their reasoning behind why they are, um, you know, living certain things to, to to certain children in a certain way. So it all comes back to if it's adult children, there has to be a discussion because if there is no discussion and um, it's an equal sharing, then there will be a conflict uh, regardless of whether one was good and looking after the parents and, and the others were irresponsible. It will create a lot of conflict. So parents need to, to be aware that it is their responsibility to to face those those kinds of discussions whilst they are still alive. But then on the issue of adult children who just do not know how to use money, yes, you may be a child to your parent, but you're an adult in terms of your age, and they just do not know how to use money. Maybe they were not even, you know, the pride and joy of their parent, um, and they're not on the will. I mean, why should the parents have to consider a child who, who either, you know, dishonored the family name just because they don't want conflict after they pass on, but this child created unpleasant scenarios for them? Hmm. I, I've seen parents that that actually feel guilty that um, one of the one of the kids is not like the others and they're actually problematic and they throw more money at the at those kinds of children so it, it families are different people are different and that there are those adult children that they, they say they like things so those those children can still be you know they they can still um be turned around or if they can if the parents or the other elder siblings can see that uh, these ones can never change any money that they get, they they spend it. Then the parents must have a trust, a trust that can state that the the money should be dispersed in this way. And maybe 
first, first year, this is what they get. At a certain age, this is what they get. When they achieve something, this is what they get. So that can also help those uh, adult children to really wake up and see that, you know, waiting maybe for five years to to get, um, you know, to, to be stable in a job or to buy their first house really um, delays the inheritance from coming through. So parents can also do that through a trust where you state after one year, after two years, when they've turned this age, this is what they get. So in a way you control it, but it's, it's for their benefit because if they get it all upfront, they might uh, misuse it. And in the end, the reason why you have a trust in the first place was to protect your assets, to protect the beneficiaries. So if they finish it and you know your children, then you, you know it's, it's a big problem. So rather, maybe in your trust, you state this is how you want it to, to be dispersed. Mm. Well, uh, Matiling, let's round off our conversation. How do our A-teamers get in touch with you? You can find us on igetitnow.co.za. Um, you can follow us on social media, uh, igetitnow. And you can email us on info at igetitnow.co.za. You can also direct message us. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. I hope that uh, we've all learned a thing or two around uh, inheritance, receiving and also acquiring and uh, uh, duly um, dishing them out. I think it was a very important conversation. We appreciate you, Matsilene. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, teamers, it is uh, time for us to head on home. Uh, great music is going to keep you company until 3 a.m. when Sound Awake comes on. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the Late Night Conversations. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success. Great news.